How likely is top spot in the Western Conference for the Edmonton Oilers? And who could they play in the first round of the playoffs? All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden, as mentioned on today's episode. In the final week of the NHL season, the Edmonton Oilers have the potential to take over not only top spot in the Pacific Division, but in the Western Conference as well. So how realistic is it? We will talk about that in just a second, but also on today's episode, the Edmonton Oilers face off against the Colorado Avalanche in Denver tonight, so we preview that massive matchup, and we wrap up with the ghost of Oilers past, and this ghost was traded for somebody who is currently on this couch. Hmm, maybe not me. All that and much more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you. For making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day, we are free and available wherever you find your podcast. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And where we are going to get started is with the battle for top spot, not only in the Pacific Division, but the Western Conference as well. As the Edmonton Oilers currently sit two points back of the Vegas Golden Knights for that top spot in the Pacific and Western Conference with two games left to go. The Vegas Golden Knights have two games left. The Oilers have two games left. The Los Angeles Kings only have one game left. And the Seattle Kraken have two games left, both against the Vegas Golden Knights, and both of the Vegas Golden Knights' final two games are against the Seattle Kraken. So let's start off with that matchup before we get to the Los Angeles Kings, because there is some implications, or there are some implications, that also go into the LA Kings here. But the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken face off against each other twice in this week, over the final two games of the season, with four points up for grab for each team. Seattle Kraken are currently sitting two points back of the Los Angeles Kings for the third spot in the Pacific Division. With the Los Angeles Kings only having one game left, the LA Kings can only get 104 points total left or on the season. And they go up against the Anaheim Ducks in their final game of the season where they are 2-0-0 on the season as they have beat them 4-1 and 6-3 in both games. However, the LA Kings have been on a little bit of a slide here. They lost again to the Colorado Avalanche over the weekend. The Edmonton Oilers have beat them twice before as well and they got an absolute beating at the hands 
of the Vegas Golden Knights. This is no shoe-in, no promise, no guarantee for the Los Angeles Kings on Thursday against the Anaheim Ducks, who just took the Colorado Avalanche to overtime just this weekend. Let's go back to the Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. This year, between the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights, one win each. A 5-2 win for the Vegas Golden Knights and a 4-2 win for the Seattle Kraken. If Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights were to split these final two games in regulation and the Edmonton Oilers were to win their final two games of the season against the Colorado Avalanche and the San Jose Sharks on t- tonight and Thursday, then the Edmonton Oilers would take top spot not only in the Pacific Division, but as well as the Western Conference. Now, why? Because if the Edmonton Oilers were to win both games and have all four of those points that they could possibly have, that would bring their point total to 109 points, where if the Vegas Golden Knights were to split their uh, final two games with the Seattle Kraken, they would also finish with 109 points. So, wouldn't that be a tie? Yes. But there's always tiebreakers. And the Edmonton Oilers not only have one potential tiebreaker, the Edmonton Oilers have two potential tiebreakers against the Vegas Golden Knights. The first one being the head-to-head matchup. The Edmonton Oilers have beat the Vegas Golden Knights not once, not twice, but three times so far this year. Their only loss coming in an overtime winner just a couple of weeks ago against the Vegas Golden Knights here at Rogers Place. The other potential tiebreaker are the wins in regulation, where the Edmonton Oilers have won the second most amount of wins, or second, have won the second most amount of games in regulation, excuse me, with 44. Second to only the Boston Bruins. The Edmonton Oilers would take over the Vegas Golden Knights if the Vegas Golden Knights were to split their last two games with the Seattle Kraken with their loss coming in overtime. If their loss comes in a shootout or over or in overtime, excuse me, their loss needs to come in regulation. I think I just said their loss needs to come in overtime. Their, their loss needs to come in regulation. If it does come in overtime or a shootout, then the Edmonton Oilers would need them to lose both games. If they win one and lose one in overtime, then the Edmonton Oilers would finish second. But if the Seattle Kraken were to win one in overtime and beat them also in overtime again, only limiting the Vegas Golden Knights to two points, then that would also count. But either way, as long as the Vegas Golden Knights do not get three points out of their last two games, the Edmonton Oilers have a potential opportunity to take over first place in the Pacific Division. But it doesn't matter if the Edmonton Oilers don't win 
tonight against the Colorado Avalanche as it's a massive measuring stick game for the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche as well, although it may be to the dismay of a lot of Colorado Avalanche fans. We will talk about that in just a second, but first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there is no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go on FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Now, I know I live in Canada, but I'm a massive L.A. Dodgers fan, and I was going through FanDuel right now. Dodgers aren't exactly having the hottest start, or at least the start that Dodgers fans are used to, but they're still the NL West favorites to win the NL West at minus 135. Now, San Francisco Giants, a little bit of a different story with the plus 1,300 third best odds. And of course, those dang San Diego Padres, the second best odds at plus 125. I'm sorry, but as a Dodgers fan, that seems pretty impossible to me. Either way, don't miss out on your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Alrighty, let's move on to tonight's matchup between the Edmonton Oilers and the Denver Colorado Avalanche as they face off tonight in Denver at, is it still the Pepsi Center? No, it's not the Pepsi Center. I remember it was the Pepsi Center. Uh, either way, the Oilers and the Avalanche. Now, I had a couple of uh, Colorado Avalanche fans comment on my show yesterday on YouTube talking about, oh, this isn't a measuring stick game for the Oilers. The Colorado Avalanche are missing this guy and that guy and this guy and this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. It doesn't matter. But then they also talk about how the Colorado Avalanche will also beat the Edmonton Oilers or sweep the Edmonton Oilers with the team that they currently have. So I'm not exactly sure what they are expecting because it seems like truly they're just trying to get their excuses out of the way if the Edmonton Oilers do go on to potentially steamroll. I'm not saying by any means that I think that the Edmonton Oilers will steamroll the Colorado Avalanche tonight. I don't think that in the slightest. And that is why I think this is going to be a true measuring stick game. Because what really irks me about all the Colorado Avalanche fans going, oh, this team is so hurt. You're going up against a glorified AHL team. Isn't that the issue that's been going on with your team the entire season? The entire season. I know I saw some comments too saying, well, you didn't mention or I'm sure you didn't know that the Colorado Avalanche have been very injured this year. Well, that's been something that we've talked about not only on this show on Locked On Oilers, but it's been themes of our show on Locked On NHL on Western Conference Tuesdays with Dane from Locked On Stars as well. The amount of times that we mention 
how injured the Colorado Avalanche are and where they are in the Central Division right now has been very impressive. But like I've said before, this is also a team that when you do input those players, yes, it's Gabriel Landeskog, Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram's been playing a lot of time recently, but Josh Manson, Pavel Francouz is just coming back as well. Arturi Lekkinen broke his finger. When you bring all those players back into the lineup, especially when you took, take a look at Landeskog or Josh Manson, they're going to be basically fresh. And when it comes to Gabriel Landeskog, he hasn't played all year. So what are you expecting from Gabriel Landeskog next? It is Gabriel Landeskog, 100%. But it's also start of the season, Gabriel Landeskog, when every single other player in that series is playing playoff hockey. But you can add Kale McCarr, you can add Gabriel Landeskog, you can add whoever you want, but it's still going to be playoff hockey for everybody else when they are just getting back their feet underneath them. So. With all of that being said and out of the way with the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche face off against each other tonight in Denver. And I'm not expecting a whole bunch of movement from the Edmonton Oilers lineup from their last game. Now, Cody CC still not with the Edmonton Oilers on the road trip as his wife is still expecting. So a uh, quick update, actually, as I just wrapped up recording this episode, Ryan McLeod has been activated from LTIR and is expected to play tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. So I will say in this segment that De uh, Devin Shore will play expect Ryan McLeod instead of Devin Shore. So, a little bit of off the cuff there, but uh, I apologize. Enjoy the rest of this episode. I do expect the Edmonton Oilers still to go with a 12-6 lineup and not an 11-7, despite the fact that Ryan Murray is with the team right now. Jason Demers was loaned back to... Uh, the San or I was gonna say the San Jose Sharks uh, was loaned back to the uh, Bakersfield Condors, and uh, I do think Devin Shore will draw into the lineup tonight. So, uh, I think I just said I don't expect the Oilers to have any changes. Uh, I think the Oilers are gonna go 12-6 uh, when they went 11-7 last time against the San Jose Sharks. So here's what I think the lineup will look like for the Oilers tonight. Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the top line alongside Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. Vander Kane on the second line with Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto. Clem Costin getting a little bit of a promotion over the last couple of games on the third line with Nick Bukestad and Matthias Janmark. And Warren Fogle on the fourth line alongside Devin Shore and Derek Ryan, the back line looks like this for the Edmonton Oilers as Matthias Ekholm and Evan Bouchard will be the top pairing for the Oilers, most likely tonight with Cody Ceci out of the lineup as Darnell Nurse will line up alongside Vinny DeHarnay and Brett Kulak alongside Philip Broberg. Stuart Skinner will get the start in net for the Edmonton Oilers. It's a big game. Stuart Skinner, a real, again, prove it, prove what you got type moment, prove what you got type game for Stuart Skinner tonight. 
On the flip side, let's take a look at the Colorado Avalanche. These lines are based off of their game recently, their last game as well against the Anaheim Ducks. But Evan Rodriguez on the top line alongside Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. Dennis Mulgan on the second line alongside JT Comfer and Valeri Nachushkin. Alex Newhook on the third line alongside Lars Eller and Ben Myers. And on the fourth line, Matt Nieto alongside Andrew Cogliano and Logan O'Connor. Now, uh, no Kel McCarr for the Colorado Avalanche tonight. So Sam Gerrard on the top pairing alongside Devon Taves, Jack Johnson with Bowen Byram, Curtis McDermott with Eric Johnson, and I believe Alexander Georgiev to get the start tonight for the Colorado Avalanche. A 7.30 puck drop tonight for the Oilers and the Avalanche, although... It is a nationally televised uh, game for ESPN tonight in the States. So don't be surprised if the puck drop is actually closer to that 7.50, 8 o'clock mark. I know I hate it as well, but don't be surprised. Either way, coverage starts at 7.30. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the Ghost of Oilers Pass. And this ghost used to be Colorado Avalanche uh, property until he was traded. We will talk about our Ghost of Oilers Pass in just a second. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the Ghost of Oilers Pass. And this ghost was traded for, as mentioned, a fan-favorite goaltender. In fact, that fan-favorite goaltender is sitting over my left shoulder right now. Yes, Tommy Sallow was who this ghost was traded for. And that ghost is Tom Gilbert. Yes, Tom Gilbert is today's ghost of Oilers past. As Tom Gilbert would go on to play six seasons for the Edmonton Oilers after being traded from the Colorado Avalanche. Now, he was selected by the Avalanche in 2002. He was the, uh, I believe, 170, uh, 129th excuse me, overall pick in 2002 by the Colorado Avalanche. However, the Edmonton Oilers would go on to acquire Tom Gilbert in a trade for Tommy Sallow and a 2005 sixth round pick. My heart was broken. I will not lie, my heart was broken on that day because Tommy Sallow was my first favorite goaltender growing up. And growing up, he I wanted to be a goaltender. I thought goalies were cool. And a lot of that reason had to do with the guy over my shoulder. So I was distraught when the Edmonton Oilers traded Tommy Sallow. And if I'm not mistaken, his first game for the Colorado Avalanche was against the Edmonton Oilers. However, it wouldn't be until 2007, well, 2006-2007, when Tom Gilbert would make his NHL debut playing for the Edmonton Oilers, only getting into a couple of games, mostly playing 48 games with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, which was the Edmonton Oilers uh, affiliate at the time in the AHL, but then came up full-time with the Edmonton Oilers in 2007-2008, where he would score his career high in goals, 13 goals, 
20 assists, 33 points in all 82 games of the NHL season. He would go on. Those 13 goals would be an Edmonton Oilers record for the most goals scored by a rookie defenseman. Well, Evan Bouchard was taking a look at that one, wasn't he? But Tom Gilbert did hold that record, took it away from Marc-Andre Bergeron. Yes, how about a couple of names there? Uh, but he would go on to uh, the next season, break his uh, career high in points with 45, where he would score five goals and 40 assists in 2008-2009. Unfortunately for Tom Gilbert, he would not play a single game in the playoffs with the Edmonton Oilers. He would not play a single game with the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs despite his six years of service with the Oilers. As on uh, February 27th, 2012, the Edmonton Oilers would go and trade Tom Gilbert to the Minnesota Wild for Nick Schultz. Yes, Tom Gilbert was traded for Nick Schultz back when the Edmonton Oilers were basically making the Schultz super team with Nick Schultz and Justin Schultz back there. Although I, I, I just want to say I loved Nick Schultz. I thought he was a very underrated defenseman. But the Oilers trade Tom Gilbert to the Minnesota Wild for Nick Schultz, and uh, he would spend two seasons with the Minnesota Wild, getting into the playoffs with the Wild for a season there. He would play for the Wild from 2011 to 2013, where he would then sign with the Florida Panthers. He spent a season there. He then went to the Montreal Canadiens, spending two seasons with the Habs in 2014 and till 2016. And then finally, 2016, 2017, the final season for Tom Gilbert, in North America as he would spend some time with the Los Angeles Kings. However, most of his time was spent with the uh, Ontario Reign and the Hershey Bears, believe it or not. Then in 2017-2018, he made a massive move all the way to Germany to go join the Thomas Sabo Ice Tigers. Yes, the jewelry company, the Thomas Sabo Ice Tigers, which, if I'm not mistaken, his next team was in uh, the Nuremberg Ice Tigers. So I'm pretty sure they were just the Nuremberg Ice Tigers. Thomas Sabo just uh, sponsored it. But if you do know, please let me know if I'm completely out to lunch here. However, Tom Gilbert played a weird amount of time in Germany. He played there from 2017 all the way till 2021. Yes, Tom Gilbert has a professional career from 2005-2006 until 2020-2021, where he would spend his final year in Germany playing for the Nuremberg Ice Tigers. But now, as of March 13th, 2023, Tom Gilbert is the interim head coach of the Madison Capitals in the United States Hockey League. As I reach over for my notes in this, now I didn't even know the Madison Capitals were even in the USHL, and there's good reason. When Gilbert took over the head coaching job or the interim head coaching job for the Madison Capitals, they had a record of 11-34-3. The worst record 
in the USHL. Since Tom Gilbert has taken over, they have a record of 3-5-1. Total record of 14 wins, 39 losses, and 4 losses coming way of shootout or overtime. Now, in his reign so far as the head coach or the interim head coach, he had two consecutive 7-1 losses. One seven to three loss and one loss in a shootout. Seems like there needs to be some changes going on for Tom Gilbert. Well, not Tom Gilbert, for the Madison Capitals, because he has been put in an absolutely dire situation and he needs help from his front office there. Uh, they have five games remaining in the USHL season, so best of luck to Tom Gilbert on those games or in those games because it uh, doesn't seem pretty. But the ghost of Oilers pass today, Tom Gilbert. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode there. As mentioned, the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche face off tonight in Denver. Supposed to be 7.30 puck drop. Let's be real. It's uh, uh, the national game on ESPN, probably closer to 8. Either way, if the Edmonton Oilers do win, they inch even closer to top spot in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference as well let's wrap it up there folks hopefully at the end of this one we can all play la bomba baby